Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. And we are very proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. Today, we've got an exciting get, uh, guest, and he's going to be talking about one of the most important topics there is, and that is creating a brand. You know, every company, every division, every training department's a brand. Whether you think of it that way or not, people either define your brand or you define it. Every person is a brand. Whether you think about it that way or not, either you define it or they define it for you. We have a branding expert. His company is creating a brand. His name is Alex Sanfilippo, and he's here to talk to us about brands. So, Alex, welcome to Training Unleashed. Welcome to C-Suite Radio. First question to you, sir, is why is it important to have a brand? Evan, first off, thank you so much for having me and that great introduction there. Uh, it's important to have a brand because technically, if you really think about it, and you can look at it from this perspective, that everything is a brand that you're doing. Uh, when I first made the transition into creating a brand for my previous industry, which was aerospace, uh, people asked like, okay, well, Alex, you were running a department there. I was like, well, that department was a bit of a brand itself. It's, the, it, it's kind of the essence of what causes it to, to grow and have its own personality. It's the brand that you create. And it actually, I believe, stems from each and every one of us because we are ultimately our own brand. And it's kind of that, that culture that you want to create within a small pocket of an organization, an entire organization, into everything that you do. So for me, a brand is so important. You want to be con continuously creating that brand and furthering it. So do you have a definition of the word brand? Yeah. I mean, th there's a lot of ways to, to look at this and you know, it's funny you could have like 10 different branding people on here and they'll all have a different answer Absolutely. really. You know um, for me, it goes back down to, to culture. It, it comes down to what, what is the unique problem that you're solving for the world and then the culture that you build around that. And that to me becomes the brand that you have. Uh, a perfect example, if you want to just go really big scale, you know, Nike, they, they kind of started off in the sports arena. They've moved into a lot of different things, but they really started off heavily in, in the sports side of things. And that's what they wanted to create. So they created a culture of people that were athletic, they were athletes, and their product was all based around serving those people. The problem they were solving was that the industry didn't have anything that was, uh, I guess, sexy at the time in that space, right? It was kind of, you just got whatever it could fit. And then Nike came out and really just started crushing it. But they developed their brand around, again, solving that problem and then building a culture around it. Yeah. And that is absolutely how you build brands. Mm -hmm. You know, as you said, everyone has a different def definition. My definition is simple. A brand is an expectation. Mm, so I like that. Yeah. So when you think of Nike, you think of an expectation of the swish and, and an expectation of quality and fun and all the things you talk about with culture. And, you know, it, it, we're talking obviously training. If somebody thinks of the training department, they have an expectation. It might yes. be, this is boring and I want to avoid it, <laughs> or this is amazing. And then that culture thing and defining that brand is really, is really, is really critical. Um, so I bet that there are a lot of people listening right now going, okay, I, I get it. Brand might make sense. What are the, where do you start? Where do you, if you want to build a brand for whatever it is, where, how do you start? Uh, ultimately, I believe it always starts with, with you, the individual, to the person who has the dream or the vision or the idea, the problem they want to solve. Or maybe it starts with you uh, really cultivating, becoming that solution yourself. 
And this can simply mean, it doesn't mean you need to be like all things to all people. It means that you have to be really consistent with it. So if you want to start building a brand, you want to be that person that is really at the foundation of it. Um, there, there's a great company that's recently started. It's called Whoop. I'm thinking because I'm, I'm wearing one right now, but it's like one of those um, fitness bands basically. But the, the CEO, Will, has embodied what the brand has become. When you look at Will and you talk to him, you hear him anywhere, it's like, man, this guy is what Whoop stands for. And ultimately, I think that if you want to get started with it, you have to live it first. And I see too many people get this part wrong, Evan. So I really like this question because many of us, we decide a great example is I see a lot of people getting in the financial space and they want to help people with their finances and that's the brand they want to create, but they're an absolute nightmare themselves. So it's like, you're not really going to be able to serve anybody if you're not able to serve yourself as the brand to start off. Yeah. Um, I think it's so true. You have to embody that brand it, it, and it has to be concurrent with who you are. Um, so let's just now take it to the, to the next step. Uh, Alex, you're a manager, right? You've got a mm -hmm. department, you've got people, you've got an idea of what you want your brand to be. How do you enroll? How do you get the team to embrace that culture? Yeah, so it's, it's got to be a culture that you set intentionally is really the, the big thing. You have to be willing to say, okay, this is what, where we want to go. This is the vision. This is the dream. And all that starts really from what I just said, that vision of saying, hey, this is where we're going. If you don't set an expectation, it's hard for people to know where you want them to go. Um, so as a leader, as a manager, wherever you're at, you've got to say, hey, this is the end result that we're going for. We're not there yet. Here's where we are. But let's do our best to all get there together. And I think that's the only way to really even begin the process of, of creating a culture or anything like that. It's got to start from there. And then it gets into to training process and all that that we're, I'm sure we're about to dive into here. Yeah, you, you called that, you called that right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you defined it. You've enrolled everybody. How do you create the, the, the what, I'm, I'm, I'm at a lack of word, discipline within the organization to actually live to be that culture? That discipline, that, that is literally, I mean, that is a key word. I mean, uh, you want to literally unleash training into your organization. It starts with discipline and it, it comes from the leader. Um, me being in the space of creating a brand, I help people that are taking that first or next step in business really early phases. And many of them have never even thought about training because they're like, oh, well, it's, it's just me, Alex. Why would I do that? But the truth is it's a discipline from day one to begin creating material. And I tell people, they're like, well, I probably won't need that for a while. I'm like, well, what happens when you hire a VA? Well, I'll train them. I'm like, that's the key word right there. Why don't you just start developing training material from day one and think about the process of what you're doing? Uh, again, it all starts from, okay, here's my idea. Here's me. And on the other side of that, here is the destination, the goal, where I want to be. Filling in the gaps, a lot of that happens by you documenting what you're doing early on throughout the process, looking at it, saying, okay, how can I make a path so someone else could follow this later on when I add them to the equation? Or how can I systemize these things? And answering those questions is actually what's going to be able to get you to your end goal. I mean, without that, you could, you'll just go every single day and you'll do more and more and more and more until you're burnout. And you won't even be accomplishing things because you're not even sitting back to evaluate the systems, the processes, and going through the proper training to get to your destination. See, what I love about what you're saying is, to me, one of the biggest mistakes people make in business is they assume, hmm. right? They assume that everyone gets everything and they assume, oh, I can just hire somebody and they'll just get it. And without the documentation, and clear expectation, um, you don't get execution. And people, people don't think the way you think. 
Uh, at least that's my experience. Unless you're unless you're a, unless you're a, uh, a, a the ability to control someone else's mind, but we'll, we won't get there. In, in <laughs> I don't have that ability. Just so you know, Evan. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think you did. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. You want to talk a little bit, so, you know, we're talking primarily about creating a brand for the training department within an organization. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the difference between a personal brand and a department brand and a company brand. Yeah, uh, we'll start with the easy one, just a personal brand. I feel like that actually, that definition is evolving quite a bit. Like a personal brand is now becoming like a social media influencer, you know, like that's their personal brand, it's them. And again, there's a culture around everything. So all these have a culture and they all should have some form of training. Um, I have a friend, I have a few friends. I have, I have quite a few, I like to think, you know, but like I have one on an extreme of wanting to be uh, kind of this, they want their own brand. You know, they want it to just be them. They want to be that personal brand. And they're just hustling every day and they are working what feels like a hundred hours a day and they're not making very much progress. I have another friend who is absolutely crushing it in this personal branding space, just making leaps and bounds all the time. And when I sat them both down, had individual conversations with them, the big difference was one built a system around what they're doing. They have a pricing model. If you want to work with them, they've developed their kind of their culture, what they'll work with, what they're, what they won't. So the one person is filtering everything through this training. And then the other one is not, they're just saying anything that comes my way, I'll look at it. Cause you know, I'm trying to get started and trying to do this, but not set that standard or that culture even for themselves. So a personal brand, although it can at times be the easiest, if you will, um, there still needs to be some thought into it. Um, and, and moving on from there into like an actual, before you do, I want to just, yeah. here cause I think, I think this is important. Creating a personal brand is not an accident. And I think what you described was the difference between someone who took it seriously and someone who sort of like took it like, eh, yeah, okay, this is my brand. <laughs> but it didn't mean that much. They didn't have clarity. They didn't have definition. And I really believe that you need to define what your personal values are, what people should expect of you. And people in work, you know, if you want to make and succeed in work, having that expectation that, you know, I use that term of, you know, I'm working with Evan Hackle and I know this is a person of integrity. I know this is a person who reads his email. I know this person gets back and this person is innovative. I know this is a person that cares. Those type of thought processes are so important. So I'm, I'm just really echoing what you're saying is that doesn't happen by accident. It happens by planning and defining, just like you said. So, I just thought I just thought it's a really important point, so I'm I'm just uh, beefing you up here. Yeah, but, I'm actually I'm glad you brought that up actually because it kind of goes back to something you said initially, which is the, the discipline of it, right? I mean, you have to be disciplined to do that and just just ignore certain things that like, oh, but that could bring in a little bit of money, or maybe that's a good lead. You have to be disciplined to say no. That's not the that's not the system of the process I've set up. It doesn't match up with my personal cultural value. I need to just say no to this or, or to just remove it at times, right? Yeah. Well, no is a very powerful word, for sure. Um, it is. And that, that's a message on its own, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, if we could take this conversation and go even bigger, which is, you know, what is your vision for your life? What is the vision of what you want to accomplish? How important is it? 
And, you know, so many people go through life day by day. Uh, and, you know, for me personally, having that personal vision, which is part of this branding experience of what I want to accomplish, what I want to be is all, you know, was all part of it. Uh, no differently than a company has to have a vision, no differently than your trained department's department has to have a vision. You can tell, I told you, Alex, when we, when we first talked, I'm very passionate about this topic. So, uh, so I apologize. I'm probably talking too much. Um, so let's, get, let's shift to the company. Yeah, so the, the company side of things, um, you want to jump into department or actually full company, which would be better here? Oh, actually, I meant department. I said company. Okay. No, it's fine. Hey, you're passionate about this. I actually love that. That's why Trang Unleashed is such a good podcast because there's passion involved in it. And that's, that's a recipe for success right there. But um, yeah, when we're thinking about the actual department side of things, um, it, this is the awkward space to be in because you're, you know, as maybe a middle manager or even a divisional manager or a director or whatever it might be, you have some authority over the vision, but not full. Um, so it's kind of like an awkward place to be. And, and what I've always found to be best is if you have access to the next level up or even the top of the organization. So for me in aerospace, that always, for me, I was a divisional director. So I have direct communication with the CEO. And I can remember when I first was put in charge of, of updating training and actually doing full manuals for the company. We had a team working on this. I sat down with him before I started and said, hey, give me the vision give me the expectation because I'm going to pass it to my team and I have to make sure that you and me are in alignment. And I'll tell you what, that, that was, he was, a, he was a vice president at GE Aviation for years. And he said that he never had anybody come to him like that and actually want to really get into his mind about what he was looking for. But when you're kind of in the middle level there, which can be a great place to be, by the way, um, it's some pressure, but not all the pressure, you know? Um, your job is to really find out, okay, what is the, the lifeblood of the organization? Where are we going? What's the expectation? And how can I now take that big vision of the company? And what does my unique department or departments do to actually further that, that vision? What do we actually have the power to change within that? You know, if, if they're big visions, like to get more sales, and you're not a salesperson, you're not in the sales department, you have no, no say in that at all. Well, you could be like, well, I guess I can't really do anything because I'm not going to make sales. No, what you can do is you can figure out, do I have any supporting roles to salespeople? Oh, I have the purchasing department. Could I somehow take more away from sales, the decision, or make more profit for them by teaching my purchasing agents to do a better job buying so that sales can make more money? And that's the way that you can actually support it. So for me, it all comes down to that person who's leading that part of the organization, getting really deep into what the organization a whole stands for, and then how it actually relates to their department and how that group of people can make change, make the difference happen. And for me, it came into just individual training and, and uh, weekly meetings, you know, things like that with the team and just re readdressing being like, Hey, company needs more sales right now. The way we can help them with that is make sure they make more profit. Here's how we can make more profit. And then from there, I started asking him, how would you write a manual around this? And we just kind of passed things around and we, we built a great system around, Hey, we are a sales driven culture and here's how everyone else can support that. Well, I love what you're saying. Um, and, you know, let me build on it because I think this is important. A lot of people think of training departments as cost centers, overhead. Uh, in fact, one of the biggest issues I have is when things get bad, the first thing they want to get rid of is training department, overhead, cost centers. And changing that mind shift is training department, profit center. Everything we do is a multiplier. Everything we do, we improve close rates. That increases sales. We improve margins. That improves profits. We are a profit center for the company. And really getting that message across is critical for getting the support. And I love how you describe everything as 
you know, what do we need to do to make that actually a reality? Because I, I think sometimes we, in training, sometimes take the path of least resistance. And the path of resistance is to just do what we're asked and not to ask the bigger questions like you're asking, which is what do we need to do to accomplish the business goals to take this up a notch so it's more effective and we're more like a profit center. Does that, that make sense to you? It, it does 100%. And just to continue to build off that, because this is so important for the, for the audience to really hear today. I mean, Training Unleashed, this is, this is the essence of it. Like this is what we're talking about here. And uh, I'll share actually a great story that I have. Um, I think oftentimes when you are the one, uh, you know, responsible for training, sometimes you have to challenge things. And uh, this was, this was a while ago in aerospace. I remember I was walking through one of the departments that we were writing training for, and it was the, the uh, ship and receiving department and logistics. And I saw the manager when I was walking through signing these pieces of paper and she had a stack of them. She's signing them all. I was like, what are you doing as, as a man, like to challenge that? And she's like, he's not a shipping guy. What's he asking? I'm like, well, I just want to know what you're doing. She's like, oh, well, I'm signing these documents because we have to sign them when they're going to this certain, you know, going internationally, they all have to be signed. I was like, is there have to be like, what if it was like printed on there? And she's like, oh, well, that would work. I was like, okay, well, how long are you doing this? She's like, oh, it only takes me about 10 to 15 minutes a day. So I just busted out a, a piece of paper, uh, old school here. And uh, I started writing on this piece of paper. I'm like, okay, so 10 minutes a day. And you're the one who does it. She's like, yeah, if I'm not here, this person will do it. I was like, all right, so 10 minutes a day. I was like, times one week, times one month, times one year. I'm like, that comes out to being eight days per year. I'm like, if we took this away from you and automated it by getting printed automatically on this document and then writing training around how someone can implement that, well, they just have to press a button basically. It was really simple training. What could you do with that extra eight days? And she's like, oh, eight days? I could, I could totally finish this project that the company's been asking me to do. And then what we did immediately, I said, all right, let's go. We rewrote the training pattern. There was no longer, hey, the manager has to sign this document. It says anybody who's printing this now presses this button. And we did that retraining and she was actually able to finish an extra project that year because of that. And that came from people that were in training, not just responding to what other people were saying, but actually proactively saying, no, there might be a better way to do what we're doing right now. You know, I'm gonna just a complete non sequitur here, but just share with you. When I was growing up, my sister was blow drying her hair and I was timing it. It was taking her 20 minutes to blow dry her hair. And, and I, I go, you know, I just did a calculation. You're going to spend a half a year of your life blow drying your hair. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she still blow dries her hair. But anyhow, <laughs> just your story. That's great. Just, just I'm going to share that with my wife, actually. That's good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, you know, let me recap what I, I'm, I'm hearing from you is a personal brand is about who you are as a person, what you want to accomplish, what people expect of you. A brand for the department is what the department does to make the company better. It's more focused on how the company improves the, the, the company. Companies have brands, and I think that's what we're most used to. But I think it'd be worth it if you could maybe differentiate a company brand from the other, the other two, just for clarity of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. Every company started off as just a personal brand, probably, right? For the most part, I mean, they kind of started there and it was just somebody who had an idea, right? And eventually it grows into what it is. So each of these, these levels, I think, have to be included in there. Like you have to start thinking, okay, it's just me, it's personal brand. Then it grows into one where it's like, okay, it's going to be a bigger organization but right now. We're kind of just, we're that middle level. So we have to be willing to actually be the ones doing the training as, as the people in charge. But eventually a company hits 
where something like it goes public even like the aerospace example I've been using all the way along that company is a pr publicly traded uh, aerospace organization that, that supplies parts all around the world to different aircraft. And it, you know, when you hit that level, now it's at the company level, but I think it's important to always remember that it started somewhere. Like everyone started from zero, right? I don't think anyone was ever like, yep, first day in business, we, we started with a, a million dollars cash in the bank. Like if you have that, it was a loan, you know, like it wasn't just, it wasn't just, it didn't just appear there. you don't start off that way. So we all started from, from nothing. I think remembering that as an organizational lead, as a company, as an individual that it should show you potential from one end and the other end it should say, Hey, we had humble beginnings. We have to remember where we came from. I mean, think about Amazon, biggest company in the world has done a phenomenal job at this. Jeff Bezos started off mailing boxes himself of books literally before they had money to have tables. He said they bought, he was going to buy knee pads to just move around the floor. That's, that's a humble beginning. And now like remembering that is so important. They have something at their main headquarters in Seattle. They call it DoorDesk. When he finally decided that the, the idea of having knee pads was a bad idea, he went out and bought a door and then some two by fours and made his own tables because it was cheaper. And that's what they could afford. And apparently still at their headquarters, they still buy people door desk as they call it to remind them that, Hey, it's always day one. We started from somewhere. And I think that if you can remember that and keep that in the culture that, Hey, we were a personal brand at one point, or we were just people that were all trying to build a process to make something great. And now we're a big organization. If you can do that, I just think it's so important for you to, to hold on to that type of culture and not ever think that it's day two now, like we can kind of relax and kick back. Cause I think as soon as you do that, you're going to get stuck in the day to day and eventually just won't be relevant anymore. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're, I think you're totally right. Um, totally right. Um, so One of the things that uh, I think good brands do is they have reflection and they sort of check to see if they're living to their brand promise. Um, could you talk a little bit about how brands would do that? How, you know, a department, let's say a training department would do that. Would basically help them to keep that promise, right? Yeah. To say, you know, we've developed our brand. We, this is what we stand for. And, you know, how often should they check to make sure they're doing it? How do they, how do they, you know, keep, keep it alive and, and make sure that they're not slipping or deteriorating or, or not accomplishing their brand? Yeah, I think it's going to be data and feedback is the big thing. Uh, all companies claim, you know, they're, they're B2B, they're B2C, whatever he might be, but at the end of the day, we're all human to human. And I think that we have to remember that. And something that training can really be great at is if, the people in training have access to the data to show, okay, let's see the actual data of the customers. Let's see how they're responding. Let's see what's happening. Like, how is our product flowing out? How are, you know, leads coming in? When you can actually do those different things and be able to monitor them on an ongoing basis, I think it should really be all the time. I mean, maybe evaluate it once a week, once a month, quarterly, whatever it might be. But the, the more you can keep information on that, the better systems you can produce. Because I've seen this happen time and time again, Evan, but companies start getting some traction and then they can't grow anymore. And every time I ask them and the number one, there's always different reasons, but the number one reason I hear is there is just so much work to do. And I'm like, well, have you had anyone that's, that's in training or in process creation actually sit down and, and look at what you're doing? And they're like, well, no, because there's just too much to do. And my thing is always find somebody to sit down and take a look at what you're doing because I'm willing to bet in most organizations, a simple tweak, uh, some simple retraining could start saving big amounts of time. Going back to my example, 10 minutes a day means eight minutes a year or eight, eight, eight days, days a year. Yeah, yeah that, that turns out to be quite a bit, right? I mean, if you can start looking at that from a training aspect on an ongoing basis by just going through the data, looking for the pain points and putting that in the training areas 
uh, book of business, if you will, telling them, hey, you're the ones to figure out why we're so busy and we're not getting as much done anymore. When you put that on them, I think that that truly is what will transform you into a company that can actually go from, from good to great, right? From one that's just able to maintain to one that's really able to grow. Well, you're making an excellent point because a lot of times I think training departments add fresh eyes to the company because the people in the departments doing what they're doing every day are doing what they're doing every day and they don't notice where the training department can come in and do a process improvement project and look at things with fresh eyes and fresh perspective and really make a, make a significant difference. Yeah, sometimes you're too close to influence, right? Like if you get into something, and that's true in my life. I've had people be like, Alex, you're really good at this. I'm like, am I? Like you do it all the time. I'm like, I do. But you know, you just don't notice it sometimes. And it's the same in, in work. You could be doing the same thing all day and think it's meaningful. Someone with a fresh set of eyes that thinks maybe even a little bit differently than you. Because some people in training, we, we think a little different than most people. And when you're thinking different, you'd be like, well, what if you did this? And it could be like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this every day and just never thought about it. Um, I, I'm passionate about that point. I think it's, it's a big deal that you just mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the end and you have an amazing, actually one of the best offers. And I'd love to have you share that offer with the audience. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as I mentioned early on, I, I help people take that first or next step in business. I am passionate about uh, just helping entrepreneurs in their journey. And, and this is kind of my, my area. I love training. I love creating process. I love profit margins and chasing all those things. Um, and what, what I want to do for Evan's audience, cause I'm, I'm a fan of training Unleashed. This is a phenomenal podcast. There's a, there's some good podcasts out there, but this one is like a step above. So I wanted to make sure that I was really faithful with that. So I had just a couple of things. Um, if you go to creatingabrand.com slash courses, I've gone ahead and unlocked six of them completely for free for the audience here. And if those interest you, great. Um, in addition, uh, if you go to creatingabrand.com slash join, I've actually opened up our community, which is a private community, but it's completely free um, for Evan's audience today for Training Unleashed. And I'm just there to add value and help where I can. I found that we all go further faster with community. So if you want to do that, I'd love to have you over there. Uh, another easy way to do that is just to shoot me a text. If you just text the word training to one nine zero four two nine nine. 8992. It'll automatically just send you an invitation. Say the number link. one more time because the people listening just on audio. Yeah. And I talk super fast. Sorry. Um, no yeah. So it text the word training to 1904-299-8992. It'll send you an automatic link to everything. And, um, and, and yeah, again, just out of respect for Evan, what he's doing here. So appreciate it. So I, I want to tell somebody, tell everyone about Alex. So I do a pre-show with every guest. And I always ask that guest, what is it that they would like to accomplish? And typically they say to me, look, I want to sell a book. I want to sell this. I want to sell this. I, you know, this is what, I, what I'm doing. Alex said to me, and I think maybe for the first time, I'm just here to give. I am not here because I'm looking for business. I'm looking for anything. Um, I just want to give. And that's obviously part of his brand is he's focusing out, he's focusing on helping and supporting and whatever comes to him, comes to him, but that's not his focus. Uh, so, and this is what, when we're talking about building a brand, these are those little hints that you can see in the character of a person and over time become very consistent and, and burn in your mind. Uh, Alex, I know you have a tip for everyone, uh, your one tip, and I'm excited to hear it. So please share. Yeah, um, Evan, it would be that training is a mindset. Uh, many of us, we just, we talked about kind of the end here a little bit, but many of us, we just get into whatever task we're doing. If we have a startup or own company or a big organization, 
and we just turn our mind off. We, we step into an autopilot mode, if you will, and we just do, 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 and do. At the end of the day, we find that we're tired, we're exhausted. And if we're not thinking from the mindset of training and creating better processes and allowing that mindset to really lead us, eventually we're just going to burn out with whatever we're doing. Even if we love it, we're going to burn out. But if you can say, is there a better way? Is there a way I can document this? Could I actually delegate this to somebody else if I could write a training manual around it? When you're doing that, that is how you grow whatever it is that you're doing. So uh, at the end of the day, again, my point here is just that training is a mindset. I love it. I love it. And a brand is a mindset too, Alex. Um, Alex, you've been a terrific guest. Really appreciate having you on. Uh, to the audience, I want to thank you as always for listening. Um, I want to also thank the C-Suite uh, Network. Uh, it's such a pleasure working with them. Uh, they help make this show better. And again, Alex, thank you for having you as a guest. Yep, Evan, thank you so much. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>